Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. Greetings and salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things of pop culture that you can do. Things you are insatiable for. Okay, you guys, we are insatiable for our guest today. He is one part of the Sass Chat podcast. I love how I say it, like Sass Chat. Okay. Sass Chat. Sass Chat. Okay. Do I say camera weird? Camera, camera. Okay, anyways, Sass Chat Podcast. It is J.D. Dumas. Hello. Hey, hello. Yes, I'm so I am so excited to talk to you. You're like, uh, like, I, Sass Chat is like one of those podcasts that was like, it's just easy listenings because you guys just go through things and things that I've never thought of before. Like, okay, let's talk about Halloween. And Halloween was first celebrated back mm-hmm. when people put mud on their faces. No, it was just like, it's just or like- Jello. They- we talk about Jello. Yes. Oh, I can't stand Jello. We talk about things yeah. we love, what we don't love, things like that. And I am obsessed with like uh, Athena's stories about like working for Ryan Murphy and the oh my gosh, American yes. Horror Story of it all. Like- mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of, are you American Horror Stories in? Uh, see, no, I'm not going to lie. I have not. Okay. I tried to do American Horror Stories mm-hmm. and I just couldn't get into it. I think because there was no like through story. It was a vignette. Okay. Yes. So and- last, the first season, they did have a couple things that were like at like continuations almost of like Murder House and those kind of, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they did have a couple of those droplets in. I would say this new season and like, by the well, as we're recording this, I want to say there's maybe like four episodes out. I know I've only, I've, I haven't watched the most recent one, the Bloody Mary thing, but the first episode of the season, I actually appreciated. And so um, okay. should I tell you the twist? Is should this I tell the you one with the dolls? Is yes. This season? The dolls. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the first episode is like this whole dolls thing. Mm-hmm. The second episode. Um, so good. You can't remember. Love it. It has to do with like a ring camera kind of a situation being haunted. Yeah, it's so these are interesting. They've kind of taken it into like a direction where um what's that show? Remember Friday the 13th back a bunch yes, of years ago? Yes. Yeah, like remember that show? Like people don't the know Tales that of the crypt. Yes, exactly. Right. Tales of the Crypt, Friday the 13th, yeah. one of those things that's like an anthology series. Each episode is a capsule by itself and so mm-hmm. tells a story of a haunted thing or whatever. And so they're kind of doing that a little bit more this season. So each episode, like one episode has like a vintage, the next one is current, then it's vintage, then it's current. So they're doing that too. Okay. So it's like, yeah, they did one. And in the age of it's smallpox, okay, like <laughs> that is the whole thing. It's like it's called Milkmaids. That's the episode's name. Oh. And um, I want to say it was uh, it's it's this disgusting kind of thing that these women that there's one and she's got like a pox just like on her chest and her thing, oh and, and she her is. Thing. I love her. Thing. Uh, well, she's well. It's a thing. Like her. Oh my god! I just hit the mic. <laughs> Okay, I got so excited about because her thing. You are just waiting, <laughs> yes, for the thing. Yes. Okay, but so she has like 
her pox on her chest and that sort of thing. And she's like a lady of the night and these men all come to her and they like, mm. and the thing is, is, and what it is is that they're all getting immunity towards the smallpox. And so everybody else in the town gets smallpox and the guy doesn't, it's because they're getting immunity, but that's oh. like, but then there's another story. There's a hell of like another development kind of a thing. So I would say this year, this season, each episode, they got like the right people. I think our lady Jay wrote that. Like, so they got like writers to like really come in and write and the twist okay. in the first episode though, Mm-hmm. is um okay you guys spoiler, spoiler for for like spoiler. one minute so the end of the dolls episode is so it's this guy who is like taking these girls into his house he's making them dress up like dolls and so they become real life living dolls for this little boy that he's adopted mm-hmm. the little boy that he's adopted is basically like okay i'm gonna play with the dolls he loves playing with dolls so he has all these real women in the house and if they all compete basically to become his number one doll who's going to become his nanny essentially and so who's the most fun that kind of a thing and so they the whole series goes on so girls get killed because of all these situations that are happening with the dolls you know what i mean because they yeah you don't you don't win the you don't win the race you get killed okay so and they do it a variety of ways but anyways um the little boy at the end ends up getting like his nanny the nanny ends up you know blah 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 things happen then he gets dropped off at the Robichaux's house for gifted girls. Uh-uh. The twist is he's Spalding as a child. <gasps> so it's Spalding's origin story. So from American Horror Story Coven, if yeah. you like that series, and remember Spalding, the one who was obsessed with dolls and take the little baby? Yes. Well, this shows his origin of why he became obsessed with Shut dolls. Up. So that's the thing is, is, so this season, they have done some of those things to tie it back into the real series. Yeah. And then they also, so they've just, there's there's some development this year. Okay. It feels, okay. and the thing too is it's not like, you know, because Ryan Murphy ruins things because like he's got all these ideas and like, you know, I just imagine that he has like this board where he's got like the red string all over the place. So he's like dra- drawing like, you know, this character does oh. this character does this. And then there's like a point where he's like, oh, we only have 10 episodes. So he cuts all the strings and he just ends things. You know what I mean? Oh, great. Mm-hmm. That's how most American horror stories usually go. It's like yes. at the so end, you wrap it up, got to wrap it up. Yeah. So it's like quickly, let's do a Disney ending. Everybody gets a happy ending. These people <laughs> all die. Well, he does that all the time. But in this, it's each episode is a capsule so you got an hour to tell your fucking story ryan so it's yes. in out and so he got like the right people so it just That's feels it. like the the pace is better so i would say pick it up just pick okay. an episode watch it it's like a black okay. mirror situation you can watch an episode by itself you can watch the whole oh. series you know that okay. kind of thing so i'm i'm into it so making horror stories anyways so back into we were talking about sass chat you guys are in the podcast situation and so that was that we talked about athena for like two seconds there and so oh, <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. so we love you athena love um you. yeah i was actually just like emailing with her earlier today which is going to be like a couple weeks ago by the time this comes out but about um about christmas and holiday and all like you know the Ooh, caroling yeah. and all that i gotta get that caroling in we talked exactly. about that exactly holiday mm-hmm. hipsters holiday hipsters that. and then the other there's like a, she's got like 18 groups now they're amazing I know she has so many groups girl girl mm-hmm. don't work in during yes. the holiday season i tell you what yeah but her groups are so cute she's got this uh trio of girls that do like andrew sisters style mm-hmm. songs but it's also kind of like modern jukebox the pinups yeah the um pin-ups. Yes. So, okay. So all of her stuff. So JD, tell me what you do in like real life Mm. on the side of performing. 
So, uh, in real life, I work full time for this little amusement park called Disneyland. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So I work in a department called Guest Talent Programs or Disney Imagination Campus, where we work with non-professional amateur community groups, things like that, mm -hmm. um, that either come to perform or do workshops at the park, but also like classes like physics classes history classes art classes that want to do in park workshops as well so i work behind the scenes on the scenes kind of getting all that stuff together it's great that's amazing so i didn't realize you did all that so you have like an educational arm yeah so. yeah so yeah that i do mm -hmm. so you're smart you yeah. teach the children yeah i mean I become like an event coordinator for their actual event, or if they're doing it in park, then we do become facilitators where we're teaching this class of 16 kids at a time and going around the park and sharing with them what we use at, to like make an immersive storytelling with uh, Disneyland, things like that. So it's Aww. pretty cool. I love that. I want to go to school yeah. at Disneyland. Yeah, do so. it, do it. It's like, I have to like go annually to like a Disney property. It's just like, it's my thing now. And Which so season would you go to? Okay. So my season of choice is usually going to be around Christmas. Okay. Or right after Labor Day when we are changing, when we're like full on into Halloween time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when we have villains in the park, when yes. we are, are pumpkining, that kind of a thing. And yeah. so, yeah, the general thing is usually like go around my birthday for that situation because that's in September. So mm -hmm. I might be there when this episode comes out. Um, yeah, so, visit. Yes, Virgo. So we're going to, we'll probably do that. My thing with Disney it's the world creation. I am obsessed with just like going into a room and they have thought about all the design and all the aspects and the music is pumping. And so, yeah. and it makes you feel like nothing else exists for a moment. Exactly. And so, and I need that in my life. I need like that. <laughs> I need, I need to be overstimulated to the point where I'm not thinking about X, Y, and Z and all the other things a I have to do in my amen life. Amen to that. Amen yeah. to that. So that's yeah. why I appreciate myself with Disney property. And we actually went to Disney world last year, which was a lot of fun oh, earlier yeah. this year. Yeah. yeah. So it's been a They're little much bit bigger. It's a lot harder to get around. At least at ours, you can walk from one park to the other, like across. It's so much path. easier to like, yeah. just kind of like run from point to point because you <laughs> don't realize that too, is you get so spoiled at Disneyland of being able to just like run here to there. Right. And then all of a sudden we were in Disney world and it's like, it looks the same, but it's so much bigger mm -hmm. except the, the castle there is ginormous i mean it really is it's like four times the size of the yeah. one in, in and people come here and they're like wait wah, oh this is so tiny it's like probably pocket size it's perspective please go stand over there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll look bigger exactly so, you know. it's all those moments okay so jd as we get into things we have this new segment right now we have our, my 10 self-indulgent icebreaker questions these are when i get Ooh. to talk about things that i like but i make you talk about them too okay and <laughs> so this is where we're going to be starting here today. So yeah. I want to know, first off, what is the last show that you binged start to finish? I would say the last show that I binged was the show Severance on Apple Plus. Okay. Yes. I put it on, started it, and, and realized, bored. well, it was like, I have to pay attention. Mm -hmm. 
And I needed an iPhone show at that moment. You know what I mean? Like a show that I don't have to completely be into, but I can kind of be in the iPhone at the same time. Yes. Because yes. I was I was having like one of those afternoons or one of those. Yeah, it was like I an get afternoon. That. I get that. That's how I watch television with my iPhone. And then I'll like look down, play mm-hmm. for a little bit while I'm watching. But this show, you have to make it through the first three episodes. Okay. Because that's where all the exposition is. And then once you get to episode four, mm-hmm. then it's like you can't stop. And this is the whole thing where they do something to your head from what I deduced. Okay. okay. So from, from, so as far as I got in is that you work for a company mm-hmm. and the company basically HR says, we gonna put something in your head. So the things that you do at work, you ain't gonna remember when you're at home and when you're at home, that don't matter when you're at work. And so, and you're trying to split up the two worlds completely. And then you don't know what you've been doing at work and it's affecting your home life and those sorts of things. Am I correct? Yes. It, that is the general idea of it. Okay. Um, it's kind of a little bit, it's really twisted in the way they thought of it and very smart. Um, mm-hmm. But it is voluntary. That's one thing you have to remember. This is a voluntary procedure and you work in the, what's known as severance department. So not everybody at this company is severed there is the severed department and mm-hmm. these are people that typically have some sort of home life or something that's happened in their life that they don't want to think about when they come to work so they can go be a part of the severed department where they insert a chip you learn this in the first episode into your brain that you take an elevator down and when you hear the ding it switches that chip and you forget about your outside life so you don't have to think about the depression the depressing things that you have going on like money Mm. relationships death whatever it may be so focus Mm -hmm. and you work (laughs) all day and you kind of are just hanging out doing these weird jobs and then after you're done at five o'clock you get in the elevator head back up and you forget everything from work so the only thing you're remembering each day is work or outside life nice that's it yeah it's kind of creepy though because that is where the idea of you don't know what's going on and that's where it gets hard for what's known as your Audi or outside life is mm-hmm. because people th- look at you differently because you went through this procedure and they judge you oh okay maybe okay i'm gonna pick it back up so now you're saying this my other friend colin has been watching okay so we're gonna get back into it okay question number two mm-hmm. new york city new york. in the in the fall or oh. christmas or christmas time i would say new york at christmas time okay a thing Mm-hmm. And and for what reason? For what all you? of the decorations. So like Rockefeller Center with the Christmas tree, mm-hmm. um, all the windows on uh, Saks Fifth Avenue, all of like everything is just, it, it's very different with the snow and, you know, it's, and I there's love a, bundling up. Yeah, there's a happiness. And there is something, okay, yeah, because I grew up like, you know, East Coast and that sort of thing. Where did you grow up? Oh, I grew up here in Southern California. Oh my goodness, she's so yeah. tan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, she, <laughs> but I love layering, and so like there is there is a certain amount, and like, and I grew up in the age of a scarf, you know, like the yeah, really really I love like me a good scarf. Yes, and a big, really really big long one. I was obsessed with like the Erica Badu like big long green one that was at the Gap, and so I had that, and like I have these mm-hmm. other crazy ones, and so nice that okay. 
So I know that you're going to have an answer to this because sometimes I say just name one, but I don't need you to name one. I need you to tell me who is your favorite housewife? Oh my gosh. Heather Dubrow is my favorite housewife. Are you serious? Seriously, I love her. I Heather Fancy her Pants Dubrow. Absolutely. Okay. And, and what is it about Heather Dubrow that just... I just love how strong, independent, uh, outspoken, speaks her mind woman she is. Um, She's got those moments. That's some low base bullshit. Yes, that's like one yes. of the best lines ever in, in, like, in like, a, like a house. Yeah, but she will call you out. She's like, nope, this is not true. You need to calm down. Um, that time sometimes gets a little much when she like starts to talk down and be like, you need to calm mm -hmm. down, calm down. Yeah, um, but yeah, because she she needs to take control of all situations. Yes, yes. I do have to say, okay, so here and there, like I'll throw on like an old episode of like a housewife just to, yes, you know, I'm cooking, whatever, and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so, and recently I was just kind of like, because I fell out of OC this past season. I completely <gasps> was like, I watched like three or four episodes and I was like, I think I'm done. And so then I would just kind of like pick it up here and there, but it just wasn't appointment viewing for me. I just, I just can't. The OC girls, we we need something. They're, they're missing something. And Heather Dubrow was such an alpha there was nobody that could take her on. There was nobody that would bring that, that would be at her level. And right. so, and it can't just be about the money. You know what I mean? Right. So now that we've seen the house. Yes. Now, finally. Yeah. It took us forever. Mm -hmm. And now that like, you know, she's shown us every HD that she has. Like, I mean, HD is like the monogram, like, like her initials that is yes. on every single thing that's in her, in her house, you know? And so now I'm just like waiting for like, okay, so where's the person who's going to come over and just kind of like, I want somebody to like rip the back of her dress. I want them to do something that she can't control. And then she's got to figure out a new narrative because um, it's like, she's so ready for every situation. So she comes in like a barracuda oh, into yeah. every single party. And she knows I'm going to take you down. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say hello to all of you and I'm going to exit. And mm -hmm. so she's just controlled. And so she is perfect housewife material because oh, of that. Yes. And so you do love her, but I'm excited that we're bringing Tamara back because oh. the two of them let's yes. let's let's see what else happens in that whole situation we got a lot of firings we're going to come back to housewives but we're going to go into this next question and the next question is i need to know a beauty product or some health product that you are completely addicted to right now or always uh, i'd have to say um god oh the one thing that's really hard to find is my favorite cologne victoria's secrets uh sexy for men the blue one it's black is it the black Sexy. bottle mm -hmm. okay i mean it's like a purplish black once i have to relook re because i remember i did like a victoria's secret men's cologne for a little yeah, while there it's called sexy for him it is really hard to find these days let me tell you what you gotta like order it online pick it up at the store you uh -huh. like walk in they're like mm, we're out of it that's my favorite we're out. I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. That was discontinued in 1999, sir. Right. Thank you. Like, <laughs> like, for men. It's yeah. out. out. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been into, when it comes to like, if, if it's a scent, there is a scent called He, H-E-I, mm -hmm. by, by Alfred Sung. Mm -hmm. And it's been like discontinued and like, I'm still like finding bottles on like on Amazon and like a, like a perfume kind of place. And so, and I usually will buy like, th like two to three, sometimes if they're like, if it's 20, 20 bucks. 
I'll take four of those suckers. And so I have them in like the fridge. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. And so that, that is like, and it's just one of those scents. It just reminds me of like when me and Anthony first started dating, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. so it was something that he wore and I liked it. And then I didn't bring like a cologne. So I like wore it. And it was like that first beginning date, like, "Mm -hmm," you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, and it's still just a scent that like, it just smells good on me. I have a good chemistry with it. So, um, I like that. So sexy for men. Um, okay. So number five, this is going to be one that's going to be very, it might be very difficult, but it might be very easy for you. And that would be a favorite musical or Broadway show. Oh God. Okay. Okay. My favorite musical of all time is Miss Saigon. Okay. However, if we're not going like family friendly, I guess, ask my favorite musical also is a musical called Reefer Madness. Oh, have you ever heard of this? Yes, I have. Yeah. I was a theater kid. So yeah. like I was a theater kid in the early 2000s. Reefer Madness. We need oh. Reefer Madness. Yes. <laughs> Reefer Madness is my favorite. I love it. I think I like doing it more than I like watching it, but it's so funny and campy. I love that. There was this theater back at, like uh, in Youngstown where I went to college and oh, where my parents Ohio. are from and everything. Yeah, in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Oakland Center for the Arts, which I think is now gone very sadly, but right. they did Reefer Badness and it was like the first time and it was like, what is this show? And like yeah. the green lights and you know what I mean? Yes. Like all those little moments. So, oh, funny. I was, that is so surprising to me. I love that <laughs> as an answer. And Miss Saigon is good too. I mean, hello, classic. It. And yes. so it starts um, and I immediately start crying like in the overture. Oh, see, I'm like, I'm that kind of a person. I think I've mentioned this to other people. I don't know when this episode is going to come out. Some people might've heard the story or whatever, but whatever. Um, my favorite thing when going to see like a musical, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it could be Broadway, it could be regional, whatever. And if it's good, you know, and it's, but it's that beginning. Cause you know, something's going to be good in the first, like, three minutes mm-hmm. lights are up we get a couple actors on stage and i'm gonna know whether or not this is happening uh-huh. and so in that first swell when you get like most of the chorus and most of the characters on stage and there's like some kind of a music there's a dance there's a movement anything there's a moment where i get a little bit like the clamps you get a little like mm-hmm. uh, there's something in the throat that happens and it's like yeah it's that theater feeling and you don't know what it is but you know that it's just like there's a little bit of magic happening here yeah. and so that's like it's just like my favorite thing okay moving on number six my favorite food just so happens to be sandwiches so oh. i wanted to know <laughs> do you have a favorite sandwich i do and what I is do. that? It depends on where we're going, but typically I like to get like Submarina sandwiches. Um, mm-hmm. Are the A- ATCs, the avocado tomato cheese or avocado turkey cheese, because I don't like tomatoes. Um, and yeah, I just like to get us, oh, but it has to be on squaw bread. What is squaw like, bread? Um, oh, girl, squaw bread is the brown bread that you can find at like Cheesecake Factory or. Um, usually at a bakery, it's brown and it has sl- uh, molasses in it, which makes it like sort of sweet. Mm, it's so good. Okay, so I've good. never had this, and now I'm so like. You need to have squaw bread. Okay, so see, we learn something new every day. This is why I ask a question like this. Okay, number seven, and this is because everything is rainbows and sunshine. But yes. um, I ask people, 
what is their favorite LGBTQ plus pride festival parade slash memory to have one? Oh, man, that's a hard one because I feel like every day is pride. Exactly. And that's why I ask people like this question. So like pride isn't just like June, but like, let's think about those like really great like little moments that you might have. Um, I think my th- the most recent one would have to be this San Diego Pride that I went to because I growing up here in Southern California and in North San Diego County, I never been to San Diego Pride Parade or anything. Mm. Um, and this year was my first time participating and I got to participate in it with Disney, no less. Um, but it was uh, incredible for me to be able to see the community of San Diego that I don't typically get to see not living downtown in those communities. Yeah. Oh, wait. So here's something, too. Ooh. So this was your first time actually in the parade, like in walking the parade, the parade. Like ever going to the parade portion. Okay. This is something I'm going to tell all of you people who are LGBTQ plus allies, whatever. If you have an opportunity to volunteer and march in a pride parade or to be on a float or do any of those kind of things or pass out the swag for a plate for something, do it. There is something so extra special about being in a parade and just seeing like the joy of everybody just there for pride. And there's just for something that you've always hidden up until a certain point where you decide to come out and then everybody's just out there just kind of alive. Yeah. It's very emotional. One of my, um, I had a few floats in the, in the parade this year. And one of the uh, DJs that I had on pure flow mm-hmm. um, DJ pure flow, wonderful fulfilla. Now that we've been working with a lot now I'm getting him. I'm, I have him a corporate stuff now, but he, um, he got to, uh spin for the san diego tourism authority in the zoo float oh Mm -hmm. and so and he got to like ride front and center on this truck like a a safari truck you know and got to do djing up there and i know and he like told me he was like i i'm calling him out right now so this is totally i'm like (laughs) whatever but he had the an emotional moment i think it's on his instagram so i'm not gonna even feel bad about it but he had an emotional moment just like playing up there and seeing the little kids and the parents and the people and just seeing all the color and how vibrant and everybody's just happy that one day and then everybody gets completely blacked out the rest of the day but there's that one moment between 11 (laughs) and one o'clock when the gay world is perfect. Okay. Anyways, keep on going. So number eight, do you have a favorite drag queen and bonus points? If it's not somebody that's necessarily on TV, but if you have a favorite one, that's from TV, by all means, I do not have a favorite drag queen. I feel like a terrible gay by not knowing the drag queens as well. Okay. Um, And so uh, my fiance Luke it has been very involved in watching RuPaul's Drag Race, and I've been on and off with it. So mm-hmm. I am not as familiar with the queens that are out there. So you are a unicorn. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like I. I got nothing. I mean, I, I can attest to the ones that I'm watching now on TV, and being, uh-huh. they're my favorite, but. I don't know so, if I have a So name somebody right now that you're watching that you're appreciating. Okay, so right now I'm watching the show We're Here, which is an older show. Yes. Two years ago. And um, I'm obsessed and cry every episode. So I'm obsessed right now with Shangela. Okay. Bob the Drag Queen. 
mm-hmm. and Eureka. Those are good ones to be obsessed oh, with, though. God. They are yeah. beautiful, beautiful queens. They are. Shangela can kind of get on my nerves with her, like, constant positive, like, ha, yeah, ha, yeah. Like, I just sometimes, yeah, and I can sometimes, I'm just like, you know what, Shangela, shh. You know what I mean? But like, but other than that, I love her. She's pocket size. You can just put her in your pocket to make her quiet. Yeah. But, um, and I have not worked with her yet, but you know, maybe one day. Wow. Um, but Bob, the drag queen is just one of oh, the best. So funny. He's got a great podcast too with, yeah. with Monet. Um, that's a good, that's a good one to listen to. And Eureka is like one of those ones who's really, really grown on me. And like, I like kind of like fall in love with her over some time. Yeah, so those so are good cool. ones. Okay. Number nine, I need to know a musical album that you can sing start to finish. Is it something that you put on when you're doing a long drive or you're in the shower? What are you doing? But it is something that, you know, every single word that, you know, even the downbeats, the hits, the middles. I'm going to say it's Kelly Clarkson's stronger album. Okay. Okay. Yes. That's a cute one. Yes. Um, yeah. Is that the one? That. Wait, uh, it doesn't kill you, make you stronger is obviously yeah. on that. Mm-hmm. What else is on that album? Now it's kind of like it's hitting my head. Of course. Now I'm thinking break away. Think mm-hmm. Break away. Um, that is from the breakaway album. Yeah, exactly. It is. And so um, that was an emotional song when I was like moving to New York City. And yeah, I felt like it, I, I felt dark. like I was her. Now I feel totally embarrassed because I'm like, this is the one I listened to all the way. But of course, I can't think of the order of the songs or what songs are on that album, but I know I turn it on. Well, is that's what happened on that album. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. So Dark Side is on this album. And so it's uh, Mr. Know-It-All. Yeah, Mr. Know-It-All. Stronger Dark Side, honestly. Mm-hmm. This has a lot of hits on it. Okay, we have yeah. to revisit this. Okay. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah. Kelly breaking my, my girl. Breaking your own heart. Kelly Clarkson is one of those voices that's so damn oh. special. It's like everything about her is so special. I remember seeing her win and I was actually in New York City at the time. Me too. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was not in New York, but I was in Utah. (laughs) See, I was in, I was in New York visiting some friends Mm. and um, was in Queens and my friends were like, we have to get home. And I was like, why? They're like, because America, American Idol is, it it ends tonight. Like, and I was like, okay, let's go see what this is about. And I watched the final episode and it was my introduction to Kelly Clarkson. And then I, this is like before TiVo and everything. Mm-hmm. So I had to figure out how I was going to watch the episode because I was obsessed with her at that point. And I had a friend, hello, Gina Zappa. You're probably listening from somewhere uh, in a library Gina. or something. Um, <laughs> but Gina Zappa had recorded everything on VHS tapes. So I remember like, <laughs> I remember VHS. like, yeah, we would go to her house and we would watch like old, like American Idol episodes. And then we started like watching all of like the, uh, the uh the casting specials and how funny those were and everything Mm. else and so i love the kelly clarkson okay now this is such a random question and the setup is do you remember the 1993 show or movie the good son starring macaulay culkin and elijah wood yeah is that the one where he tries to kill him yes and so in the quintessential scene at the end of the 1993 film the good son Mom is hanging off the side of a cliff and she's got Elijah Wood in one hand and she's got Macaulay Culkin in the other. And she's got to make the Sophie's choice of which one of these two is she going to save? Okay. So I changed the two people that I leave on the cliff every week. So it's not going to be Macaulay and it's not going to be Elijah. Okay. So this week I'm going to ask you, I'm going to do two. We're going to do a boy. We're going to do boys oh, and we're going to do girls. You're okay. So first off, right. if you had 
Chris Maloney in one hand okay. and Stanley Tucci in the other. Oh, God. These are two of my favorite men. Who are you saving? Oh, God. I'm going to go with Stanley Tucci. Oh, my gosh. What a choice. Oh. You went for brain, not bronze. Yes, Look at yes. you. And he can cook. He oh, does show us the cooking so stuff. Dreamy. Right? Like, there's just something about Stanley Tucci. Yes. That yes. should be another movie. Instead of something about Mary, something about Stanley Tucci. Okay. So, okay. We're going to leave it there. We're not going to, like, beat that up to death. Okay. So, you guys, that's how we got to know J.D. Dumas. So, Yay. yes. So, now he that we... we we know a little bit more about him and all the sash chat of it all. Okay. Real quickly, before we keep on going, tell them where they can find sash chat so they can find a picture of you. Cause everybody's always like, who does the person look like? Yeah. What do we look like? You can find us on social media. So Instagram, Facebook at sass chat podcast. Um, and yeah, you can just find us there. And we've been trying to post stuff for Sass Chat because we're coming on back with another season soon. Yes, they've been on a little hiatus, but it is coming back just like everything else. We all needed summer break, you guys. So get off our backs. Okay, so the question. Yes. Where are you from? Where are you right now? And where are you going? That's a good question. I am in Southern California currently from Mm. Southern California and love Southern California, but don't know if I'm going to be in Southern California. Ooh. Um, I know. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the way my life has been because I've moved away and come back and moved away and come back. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I'm going to end up somewhere else, especially with my fiance and I both doing entertainment and theater. Uh I feel like it's kind of one of those things where you have to go where the wind takes you. So it's like wherever the work is, wherever we can be and be happy and make lots of money, which is not the case right now, but you know. Well, exactly. I completely feel that. Okay. So where have you, okay. So when you say that you've moved away, so where you've been, so like, where have you actually moved away to? So, so I moved to the lovely state of Utah um northern oh. utah area <laughs> it is a really beautiful state not everywhere but it's a gorgeous state but it's yeah. like what else is utah known for besides salt lake and mormons <laughs> like i need an education you guys i'm they from the east east side are, of the country they are well known for their mountains mountains um, they uh-huh they they are have beautiful mountains zion national park is there mm-hmm. in southern utah um we have park city uh, okay uh, park city is great especially during the winter that's where the olympics were predominantly um yeah they have just beautiful scenery if you love camping outdoorsy things and why uh, were you there I was there, obviously, for none of those things, because mm-hmm. I am a glamper. Um, I went to school there at Weber State University in Ogden, Utah. Oh, wow. How was that? I went there. Um, well, the city smells like dog food because there's a dog food plant. So when it wafts up the mountain, it's really beautiful. But it's great. I mean, it's run down in some places and nice in others, and they're trying. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yes. So were you out? back then oh girl that is a whole other podcast in itself but so like um, my, my question is like like where you at like did you what did you do like where did, where did you go as, as a as a child forming a a path uh, um <laughs> i kind of just i i am a person that loves to be home and have friends over and hang out 
Okay. So as far as like going out, I didn't really go out a lot, but I did do a lot of theater. So I was out at theaters and visiting with friends and kind of just enjoying the simple joys of life. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not really a mm -t 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 like clubber by any mm -hmm. means, which works out well in Utah because there's not many of those. Um, <laughs> like, but just we, we like... make our own in the back of this van <laughs> oh, and it yes. gets crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No windows. <laughs> it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so that's pretty much all that I did was um, get to know people and start my own life as me because my family is from here and I was the only one living there. So that's something that's something like always like when you get out of the house and you finally go do something and you're by yourself yes. and you're like living for yourself and figuring out like this is how I wake up this is how I do this and this mm -hmm. is how I want to do my laundry like like little things yeah. so okay where else have you been I lived in Ohio for a bit ew where yes <laughs> I served a Mormon mission for two years in Cleveland, Ohio mission. So oh I was goodness. in Cleveland and Akron and New Philadelphia and Dover and uh, Uricksville. Uh-huh. Um, but then I also was like in the bougie parts of Cleveland area. So like and... Solon and Chigrin Falls. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. And like, oh my goodness. Westlake, isn't Westlake? Yes, Westlake. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. yes, yeah, Westlake. Give it up, Westlake. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I also went out to like Jefferson and Ashtabula area. Oh my gosh, these names! <laughs> I know. I, <laughs> so when you said Youngstown, I was like, oh, Ohio. I know yeah. there because of Akron. So people, if you're just joining us for the very first time, I grew up in a Youngstown, Ohio, um, and it's 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 a college town now. I mean, it used to be a steel yes. steel place, and General Motors used to be there, and then you know, under Trump's great tutelage. Uh, it's gone, but, oh, <laughs> um, right. yeah, so that, that all had happened, but the, um, Youngstown is just, it's Youngstown, Ohio is Ohio. It's my, it's my old home, but like the number one, you know, industry in Ohio is hospitals. So it's a place that makes its money from keeping you sick. So it's just, oh, it's, yeah, it's just, it's a whole thing. So I have a love hate with, with, with Ohio, um, would never move back there, but I would own property there. You know what I mean? Oh, so interesting. Yeah, I would totally do that. Um, and so when you say you guys don't know if you guys would be here forever, if something else would come around the bend in an ideal world, would you see yourself getting over to the East Coast? Would you guys go to San Francisco? Would you guys go south? Would you guys oh leave the country? Gosh. Oh, my gosh. Canada. Canada. I love Canada. Oh. And which, which, which is there a certain city in Canada that you're like that you lean towards um, that you love? Uh, we love like the city. I mean, uh, Victoria is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, a little too historic to like actually live there, but like Toronto's great. Um, and I guess just like the big cities. I haven't been to the eastern side of Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. Just so. get yourself over to like Niagara Falls. I know. <laughs> Luke's been over there, but I have not. But I okay. love Canada. I love. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about Housewives. Okay. So you guys, mm -hmm. if you guys hate Housewives, then just like Florida had like ten, ten, like 10 minutes or maybe wherever. Okay. So are you following any of the Beverly Hills at all? Do you, do you even? <laughs> no. But when I knew we were going to do this, I watched it. 
I watched so you watched... the latest episode. Okay, so you did see like a little bit of that nice little blow up of like, I don't do anything to make you look bad, Erica. You do that for yourself. Yes, yes. It was the continuation of the weekend before at the blow up at the dinner party. Okay. The gala. The gala for the, I can't, I can't. I was like, wait, did they really just say that? The shelter that's homeless, not toothless gala? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I was like, uh, uh-uh, get out. You get would out. expect, like, maybe as an organization, you would set yourself a little bit higher than just putting some teeth <laughs> inside of somebody's mouth and maybe put a roof over their head and some teeth in their mouth. But, um, and from what I understand, they don't have, like, a great rating on, like, the charity. Like, when you look at those. Oh, I'm those so two, shocked. Yeah, when you, have the, when you have those things. But those two girls who were just, like, staring the girls down. Like, so you missed the week before where... Yes. Lisa Van- Lisa Vanderpump Lisa Renna <laughs> Lisa Vanderpump RIP <laughs> um but like Lisa Renna she had this huge blow up and she's having all these moments that are completely not tethered to anything mm-hmm. you know what i mean like she doesn't have a through line she just finds something to blow up over and she finds a reason to apologize but there's no connection between anything that I she's see. doing she's soap opera acting the whole entire she's time in for the tv yeah, and so okay. it's just kind of like I want them to put Lisa Renna on hold for a season, like scare the shit out of her, like get her off the TV for a moment, like don't don't give her don't give her a diamond, mm-hmm. and make her think about him to herself. You know what I mean? Like it's like one look of those kind of life, moments. Look at your choices. Yes, yeah. it really is. It's just like you're not making the gra- the greatest choices, and everybody thinks you're a villain, and just kind of get over yourself. But the Erica Jane of it all. So if you've never had a relationship with Erica Jane because you're not a Beverly Hills head, nope. Um, Erica, when she first came in, I was like, oh, she's so great, and like you know. And then after a while, it was like. What has she done? Nothing. She just looks good all the time, you know? And now this, that woman is like, hi guys, it's me, Erica Jane. And so I'm going to be a dominatrix. Can you imagine that woman being like, get down there. You're going to get my boots. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's Eartha Kitt telling you. (laughs) Wondering about her voice. I thought it was very intriguing. Oh, you thought this was intriguing? Yeah. (laughs) She's she's a fucking cartoon character. Yeah. But the thing is, is Erica Jane's one of those characters who has been like, I'm that bitch. I am that chick. You know what I mean? I don't take Mm -hmm. shit from anybody. And then when all the cards crumbled, we really saw what she was. And it was just kind of like, she's just some chick with blonde hair. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? With a voice like this. Yeah, like what does she say? Like her her like little her statement when she turns around that I have um I have nothing to lose and no fucks to give. And that makes oh, me yes. dangerous or whatever she says. And it's just like, ugh, you do have everything to lose, Erica. And the yeah. fact that she says that she's slumming it and staying in a place that costs $9,700 a month, just mm-hmm. base. And that's not, that's just, you don't even have other bills. Like, bitch, you're fine, you yeah. know? Yeah. So it's all that. Um, I do love me, what do you call it? the Sutton character, who's like this new, this new Southern woman with all the class. She, I'm appreciating. And she's somebody who you should latch on to because she's so fucking delusional and rich. And like, (laughs) and she's somebody who you shouldn't like, but everybody else is so despicable. You start liking her. Mm -hmm. She's that kind of person. So, okay. Um, 
I'm trying to give you my other like quick takes. Garcelle yeah. is just great. She's classic. You know what I mean? She's classic housewife that you would want. But the thing is, is we need to have some people on Garcelle's level, even if it splits the cast into a this crowd, that crowd, we need it because it's almost there, but she needs a couple other army people. And I'm really sick and tired of all the cast all the way across this has happened in oc it happened in dallas it happens you know in new york it has now happened oh no and it happened in salt lake city where you put one woman of color or maybe two and you give them nobody to relate with mm. and then it becomes this weird divide in the cast and you don't want to have a racial thing of like black girls versus white girls or per people of color versus white girls. Mm -hmm. But you inevitably you end up doing that because you haven't given anybody, you know, you haven't given anybody any neutrals or any like real substantial like like friendships. You know what I mean? So it happened with Noella recently. It ha you know what I mean? Like and uh, Peggy Suhane, which is one of the worst hires ever as a real housewife of OC. Remember her? Yes. And so and Peggy had nobody else, though. You know what I mean? So you, you put her out there on a raft with no other women. But she had her Ferraris. That's all that matters. Oh, my gosh. She's one of those people who would like park <laughs> a Ferrari in like the, the, yeah, in the front yard. Yeah. Like and just like, She's why like, is you that? don't understand. No. Okay. she's so whatever so on housewives of oc so mm -hmm. with all the things that have happened um did yeah. you watch so with the whole we talked about like Tamara coming back did yes. you watch any of the ultimate girls trips i have not watched any of those okay you oh, need to God. get yourself right now tonight <laughs> a peacock account <laughs> like mm -hmm. and watch Season two. Season one is great because it's like Kyle and Luann and Teresa and it's mm -hmm. it's legendary housewives. But they all like some of the girls were still on cast, you know what I mean? Like, and so they weren't fighting for anything. They kind of had like their positions in this in the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Part Two at Bluestone Manor. None of them are on a cast, so they all want back on. Oh, and so okay. The so you can see that they just bring things up and the things that they try to do, like Jill Zarin. Were you ever a New York person? Nope. Only OC and SLC. Oh okay. my God. We I have know. to get you. Okay. If you're going to watch another series, like if you're going to uh -huh. watch anything, if you're going to binge anything when it comes to Housewives, mm -hmm. go New York or Potomac. Okay. Potomac, okay. you can jump into Potomac next season, first episode, and you'll be fine. You can hit the ground running because Potomac, the girls are all grounded. They have enough personality that you like them all. It's one of those ones that it just, it feels like it's on a Sunday night. So people don't really like touch it, you know? Okay. And if you're not an Atlanta girl, you know, that you just, you won't be there. But Potomac really has some, some sauce to it. But New York is classic. And New York really sat in a beautiful place. The first and second season of New York are like sex in the city light because they were trying so hard to be sex in the city, Got it. you know? And so you have like weird interviews, you have weird friends of, and that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And then in the third season, when they bring in, um, I believe it's Kelly Ben Simone and Sonia Morgan, okay, it takes off and there's a scary Island uh, episodes and I'm bringing this back around to the what, what we were just talking about so the scary island episodes are the series of episodes where Bethany where Ramona takes the girls on this trip and the trip is with Bethany Sonia's first trip with them Kelly Ben Simone ends up going 
and I and Alex McCord. That's everybody who goes. Luann doesn't go because she's got other shit going on in her life. And Jill Zarin isn't really invited because Jill and Bethany are at, they're at their breaking point in their friendship. And this is when what was happening was, is that Bethany star was taking off. Jill's wasn't as hot. People were booking Bethany for things by herself. Jill was uh, upset about it. And then what was happening is, is for stuff that they were booking them together on mm -hmm. Jill was calling. This is, this is all hearsay. So, but oh, these are like, these are, it. these are, these are the kind of things that we, we understand to be true. Mm -hmm but alleged. So don't take me to court or anything. Um, but so what apparently happened here with the Jill and Bethany thing was, is that Jill started calling places. Like if the today show wanted to have them both on Jill would be like, you know what, Bethany probably can't, she's not gonna be able to make it anymore, but you can just pay me both pay, pay me and I'll oh. still show up. So she was squeezing Bethany out of things that if they wanted to, like if Bethany couldn't show up because she had the other businesses going on, nope, nope that Jill would, instead of rebooking them for something else, Jill would try to take the bookings. And there were some other, some other dirty dealings. That's what they say happened in the background. Who knows where that really sits. But so that was kind of happening before season three happened. So whole season three, there's a divide between Bethany and Jill. So Jill does not go on the vacation that Ramona throws. And so they go all these different things. It's called Scary Island because Kelly Ben Simone kind of loses her mind uh, during the thing. It's kind of people think that she's on meth. OK, and oh, I think no. they I think they even say it in the thing that they're like, OK, it seems like she's on meth, you know, that kind of thing. Oh. And so it's <laughs> amazing. It's amazing. It's a three episode arc. You can even watch them by themselves. It's classic TV. Okay. But um, Jill Zarin shows up at this villa where she knows the girls are. Kelly has now left and the girls who are left, Alex, Bethany, Ramona, um, and Sonia, they're finally having like a day to themselves at this beautiful villa. They have these nail technicians there. They're getting pedicures out and about. Uh -huh. And as they start relaxing, you hear, hi, <laughs> hi, bet you surprised to see me. And you have Jill Zarin that shows up. So this leads us back to the conversation we were just saying about Ultimate Girls Trip, where that's how they have Jill Zarin show up. So all the girls show up to this place. You have Brandy Glanville and Portia and you have, you know, all at Dorinda's house. And it's like a day and a half into the trip and all the girls are relaxing out near Dorinda's pool, getting their nails done. And they have Jill Zarin shows up trying to recreate that moment. You know oh. what I mean? And so there's a bunch of those kind of things where they're like trying to recreate old housewife moments through the series. And it's just desperate enough that it's camp and it's yeah. amazing. And so, and Tamara and Vicky, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, watch it. Because if you, Vicky was primo housewife. Before she became a Trumper, Vicky was something special when it came to OC. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, she started to get a local cuckoo. Oh, but it was perfect housewife. Yeah. You needed you, we, oh the cancer God. scandals and the, I did it, big dang guys. I know. You know like, what I mean? My favorite like, is her being like, Damra, Damra. <laughs> Like just yelling at her. My favorite is you're supposed to be my sister, my friend. Yes. <laughs> the the Vicky. Okay, you guys. My my guiltiest I pleasure is if you put on YouTube and if you just put in your YouTube, uh, Vicky Gumvelson best freakouts. It is the best 
they have five a minutes of this they have com- they have like a five minute compilation they have a 10 oh minute gosh. one I and it just that. goes through i did it big 10 guys you know yes, you're supposed to be my sister <laughs> yeah you're supposed to be my sister my friend you know like they just it's just like it's all these wonderful moments when she comes out at her birthday in the red dress and hi yeah. guys and she makes the entrance no and nobody's paying attention to her and she's the only one in red hey hey guys Hey guys, and nobody says happy birthday. Jay just, it is the best. And so that's the thing. Vicki Gunvalson was a peak housewife at one time. Yeah. And in this, in that Real Housewives Ultimate Girls trip, you see why Vicky was a good housewife because she does stupid little things. She camps it up. But then there's also when she throws people under the bus without throwing them under the bus to make them answer questions, mm-hmm. it's just, it's perfect. And you're like, that's why Vicky was who she was. And so I don't want to give this like anti-vaxxer Trump supporter a job, but at the same time, does well, the series need her? Yeah. She's jealous. Tamara's coming back. Yeah. And so that's why it makes it even better because then bring Vicky back in like a year and a half. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh, could you imagine? Yeah, because Her then she's Shannon in the same room together again. Oh, it'll be it'll be primo. The thing is, Shannon needs a break now. Yeah, coming in hot. You know yeah, what I mean? She like she's is... just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yes. my fucking plate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I went to the quiet woman just so I could experience like where was she sitting? And okay. The owner was there and managing, and I was like. <gasps> remember him from tv oh what did God. you eat because i hear the steak there is actually really good i did i had the filet okay really really good you were so shannon you should yes i wonder how many like bachelorette parties go in there and throw their food around you know what i mean like they Gosh. i wonder what's because they they solidified the quiet woman as being like a legendary place because of having these moments and they were always talking about the quiet woman quiet woman you know what i mean like that kind mm-hmm. of thing but like it's just um Oh my God, it's amazing. But I think Shannon kind of needs a little bit of a break. Do yeah. you do you like Emily and Gina? Okay. So aside from Heather being my favorite, Gina literally is also my favorite. Are you serious? The reason why I love Gina is because she is like the viewers. She is the viewers in the show. Like Who got so fucking lucky to be in the show. Yes, but she's like the insider who it says what we are thinking as viewers because she's like what is going on like Mm -hmm. you're just like why why are you crazy right now why are you saying these things and it's like what we as a viewer are thinking and then she like does it and i love that about gina where she is like the viewer in role playing as a housewife I love that. See, I used to always make fun of her because she's Gina Casita. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she, she's got her little Casita and that she's got there and she hasn't seen like a home good sign that she didn't pass, <laughs> she couldn't pass up. You know what I mean? Like she's just, she's Gina. And then she finally got the hair right. Oh. And that's yeah. when I started to like her when she got like, it was, it was like Emperor's new groove. Like it was just like something was special. And like, she cut those extensions out and the energy that I had towards her completely changed. And I was like, yeah. there's something about this she girl got new hair. She got a new man. She got a new life. She is living. She got a new house. Well, that's the thing too, is my, you know, Nelson friend of the pod who um, comes on sometimes and when we talk, because he loves an OC as well. And his two favorites are Gina and Heather. It's so funny that oh you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yes, those Nelson. are. Yes. Yeah, those are his two faves. And like, and Gina, 
Because I used to always make fun of her all the time. Because it's just like, and he's like, Gina owns her house. Shannon's renting. Like he was like, just, <laughs> like it was always like that was like one of the big counterpoints all the time. It was just like, so Gina's better than her, you know that kind of thing. Right. So, uh, it's just too much. Okay, um, we are expected. So this is going to come out. So this is like past. So, but um, while we are recording, there's currently not a Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. No trailer up yet but the thing is is it's rumored that it's supposed to happen any minute now so again when this comes out it's probably already out but um i talked about this for a brief moment on a past pod but we haven't really gotten into it yet and that would be i got to go to a taping of real housewives of salt lake city no you did not yeah so what did you do background at like we did this. background at Barrel and Board here in, in Hillcrest. And oh. so now that I don't know, um, now that a little bit of time has passed, now they're about to come drop this trailer and everything else. So it's probably going to be known. So their cast trip, they come to San Diego. It's one of those kind of cast trips. Oh, okay. Because it was during one of the uh, Omicron swells. So they didn't really do an international kind of moment, you know, so mm-hmm. they came down here to San Diego. I don't know if they did the whole same thing as the Housewives of Beverly Hills when they did the stay at the Grand Del Mar and that kind of thing. Um, I don't know where they stay. I have a feeling it might be Hotel Dell, but I don't, you can't quote me. And so I have no inside ties right now over there. So I would need to call somebody and find out, yeah. but I don't really care that much. Beep, beep, beep. But um. So when we did this, and so I'm going to completely talk out of school right now. So we ended up, um, so our friends, Gunther Vanderpump, who, you know, has Gunther's bathhouse bingo over at um, number one on fifth and whatnot. And he does the show here with us sometimes. So Gunther is, you know, in the circuit of all the people who work for the bars and everything else. And then we know everybody because we, we yeah. do our little go-go thing. So we got asked by Gunther, he was like, Hey, so how Salt Lake city housewives are going to be in town. Do you guys want to go and do this thing? So it was the most disorganized, organized thing. So they first, they wanted everybody to come and get tested. You know what I mean? So okay. mm-hmm. because of COVID yeah, and all that kind of band. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you had to get tested for COVID who can sit closer up and that sort of a thing. And then when they determined that those people were up there, they, this is like when testing equipment wasn't all the way around. So they were like, well, you guys don't need to get tested, but you have to stay outside. You know what I mean? That kind of oh, thing. Great. And so, but it wasn't even like that. So what ended up happening was, so we showed up at Barrel and Board. The girls were supposed to be there early. They ended up showing up like two hours late um, because they were shooting other things and they showed up and they were completely all in costume. They were all dressed like Marilyn Monroe or different Mm -hmm. versions of Marilyn Monroe. So this is going to be, I don't know if anybody's talked about this. So I'm just putting this out there and I hope I don't get in trouble for it. So I'm going to keep on talking. So I won't tell anybody. Yeah. We're not going to tell anybody except for the (laughs) the few hundred people (laughs) that that listen to this the first day and then tell their friends. Um, So the, um, so the girls, they end up showing up, but they were a little bit late. And so I guess that they even took like the girls orders before they even showed up to get their food, like ready to go because they had other stops they had to make. Cause they were supposed to be scheduled to go to like riches and like, Oh God, they yeah, were like it, out on the town. Yeah. And they were supposed to be like a Hillcrest brewing company and they were supposed to be at a few different locations. Bahabes. I don't know. I don't even know if they made it to everything because they came to us late. So I don't even know where they were before us, but I do know that they skipped whoever they're supposed to be after us. And they went straight to riches because it was already late as fuck. Oh. So we were there for hours. I had some martinis, but girl yes, was feeling good. it was feeling good. And barrel and board, seriously, their charcuterie boards. Yes. Okay. Really? It is like, yeah. Barrel and board is like the place to like 
take friends when you want to impress when you want to split and it's also a good date place because then you, you know what i mean like it's just mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like that thing if you're on a first date or if you've been with your partner for eight years but anyways there is my advertisement please give me some money barrel and board yes. or a discount <laughs> yeah so we ended up so barrel and board has this like patio out in the back and so yeah. They did put the tables back there. They had like, they reorganized everything back there so they could make like one big long table, beautiful charcuterie, you know, like they make beautiful charcuterie at Barrel and Board, but they made some beautiful charcuterie that day. they had to show off that day. Yeah. And so, and then they had the people that were all sitting back there that were all working background, but they weren't really working background. They were there really to eat and that and whatnot, but everybody had like some kind of a tie to the restaurant just so they didn't have like assholes back there and plus you had to stay the whole time because you're shooting background so they um the girls come in it's a few hours late they are on the patio we are there's like a big window and we're on the other side of the window uh so we're sitting right behind them but like on the other side of a window which is why we didn't have to get covid tested but that didn't even matter because we were all up on those girls so they um the girls are out there. They bring them in as they walk in. Right. So you have like your Meredith, you have your Lisa Barlow, Heather, Heather walks in and Heather looks like one of those people who gives the best hugs ever. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah, like I, I, I love me some Heather gay and um, you know, she looks like the best friend that you had in high school, but anyways, um, Whitney comes through Whitney is tiny tattoo is huge that big tattoo on her back and everything super pretty as well you know what I mean she looks like she gives good hugs actually I got hugged by her so she does give good hugs but anyways um so as the girls are walking in but they're all kind of trying to keep like a low profile like yes so exciting I'm famous yes exciting no pictures no pictures yeah but as they come through Jen fucking Shaw walks in I was just about to ask where you guys she's undeniably a star she is undeniably a fucking star. Okay, I've only experienced this a couple times in my life where you like walk into a room and somebody is the biggest person in the room, even uh, though they're not necessarily tall, the but they're just, but the, but, the, but the swagger, the energy around them. It's happened with JLo. It's happened with Queen Latifah, like personal interactions where I've been like next Ooh. to somebody. It happened with Annie Leibovitz. And it happened with fucking Jen Shaw with these legends that I've actually yes, been in the room Jen, with. Jen, are you listening? Because- yeah. And so, and like, and I don't like, and I don't say that lightly, but the girls walked in and as the girls walked in and all of a sudden wow. Jen Shaw walked in and it was like, there's a star. And she was like, hey, boobies up to her neck. Of course. Like yes. she had on a different color of Marilyn wig. Like she didn't look like she's trying to be Marilyn. She was trying to be her own thing. But mm-hmm. um. And like, so the girls are out there. I don't know exactly who the fighting was between. So they can't really be upset with me at Bravo as I talk about this. But so you can kind of see that they were kind of going in on Whitney for a second. So like Whitney comes out, like, so they're behind the glass, you know what I mean? And so, and they, as they're like fighting and they're talking and we can barely hear what they're saying, but you can see the body motions and everything. And so, and as- Yeah. And the cameras would move around the table. And as the camera, like if a camera was going and if it was going to be like in the, if we would be in the shot, you would, ha- you would hear all the producers turn around, turn around, turn around, stop looking at them. Stop looking at them. Like, like, oh my like, gosh. Yeah. You were like 
Sophia yeah. and uh and what's his bucket from Modern Family when they're in the background. Yes. Of the it was, commercial and they're like, oh, is this too much? Is this too much? Do we need to yeah. It was Cam and Sophia. It was exactly that. And it's just like, then you're like, you're talking with the breadstick, making walrus face. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. like you're doing it, whatever you can in the background. But they're just like, stop looking at the girls, stop looking at the girls, because we were just enveloped because we're trying to figure out what's going on. So anyway, so that kind of thing is happening. So Whitney, you can see they're kind of going in on her and how they're sitting. And the thing is, is something was going on with Whitney and Heather too, because they weren't even sitting next to each other anymore. They were sitting like there was a girl between them. And so as they were going through, then Whitney comes out and she can kind of see she had like a little bit of tears in her eyes. Pretty as fuck. Whitney is pretty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she comes around the table and she like looks at all of us and she's like, um, I, I, um, I need some, I, I need you guys to amp me up. You guys need to love me a little bit. And we were like, oh, we all love you, Whitney. Aww. And she was like, she was like, uh. and as we're doing this, this producer comes around the corner and he snatches her like, don't talk to Whitney. You oh know what I mean? Like God. she needs to feel like shit. You know what I mean? Like you can see like the producer's producing, you know? And like, and if you've ever seen the TV show Unreal, you know, um, that old Lifetime show, have you ever watched that? It's on, it's on Hulu. That's a bingeable one, guys. So that's a ding, ding, ding. Okay, a bingeable yeah. product. It's Unreal. called Unreal. It was a lifetime television show. There's like three lifetime. seasons. <laughs> yeah, but it was fabulous. It was actually produced and written uh, originally by the people who did The Bachelor. So it was basically a, like it was like a Bachelor type, like tell Reality all. Show? No, but it was a scripted. Oh, okay. So these people who did The Bachelor, so they wrote the scripted show based on their experiences of like giving the girls too much alcohol, taking somebody's medications from them, not letting, letting them have their Xanax, that kind of oh. shit. And so oh. to have these so breakdowns that would happen. Moments. So it was one of those moments that you're like watching this bitch produce her. You know what I mean? Like you're seeing like this, this chick just came out of nowhere. It was like, you know what I mean? And then you get back in here. She basically did that. Like she kind of like took her off to the side and she was like, you know what? We're going to be out of here in a little bit. You just need to tell them exactly how you feel and just get your point in there. Please, Whitney, just tell them. Like that's basically what this producer is like. And I pushes her back in there. Mm -hmm. And so, and then they all kind of thing. And then um, like Meredith comes out to go pee because they've been in there now for like an hour and a half. And so they still have not gotten their main course. Oh, so they are liquored up living their best life yeah and then there was a point too where they stopped giving them their liquor so it made them more agitated because they weren't getting their drinks oh. so it was like there's there's a there's a certain amount of producing that goes on like when the when the when the waiter wanted to go in to like just top off you know like the champagne girls mm -hmm. she was like no <gasps> So you can just see that the oh. girls are just getting more and more agitated and that kind of thing. And then they would go in there and take them a round of drinks. So they'd be so thankful. And then oh, it would just be back. Yeah. And it's because it's like, it's these women who want for nothing. So you keep something from them. You know what I mean? So wow, the it's just in the mirrors. Yeah. So you're like watching this and you're like, okay, but you can see that there's real annoyances happening. There's real drama between yeah. these girls, but it's like, we're here to shoot. You're going to get this out today. We're not going to, we're not going to avoid the situation. It's probably like, like the best confrontational therapy ever is to be on a housewife show it's just because like you're not gonna let this go you're gonna you're, you're gonna own it as lisa lisa <laughs> renna says but um so they like did that and there was a point where jen jen comes out you know and she like goes to go to the bathroom and everything and they didn't want her near any of us and then she's just fuck you producers i have fans and she she like Nelson motorboated her. And these are like, they were so oh concerned God. about us all being vaccinated and making sure that we had mm -hmm. been tested or thing. And we all tested at home just at ourselves. But like, <laughs> they're like, all like, you know, he's like all up on her. 
um, we have video with them when they were leaving, like in the, you know, Nelson and Angela, like, like just talk, like oh so random things. I'll put those up eventually when yes, the episode actually airs. Do. Um, but I know that some of the boys have put that on their Facebook, but I don't want to put it on my Instagram until. Oh, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, I need to wait till the episode airs and then I'll just release everything. But it was like one of the like the coolest experiences. And I haven't ever really been around like the, the reality show in that sense to see like how that oh, all goes. I'm and sure so, that was more entertaining than watching the show on TV. Uh, well, the thing is, I can't wait to see the show now on TV so I can see that like little moment. <laughs> what they kept and what they took out. Yeah. So speaking, okay, because we've been talking a little bit long, but I'm going to just go a little bit. We're going to go like another yeah. like, moment here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Are you, so the whole Salt Lake City thing. So I know that you watch those girls. Mm-hmm. Um, little girl. Mm-hmm. Jen Shaw. Oh, God. Pled guilty. I am, I wish I could say I'm surprised. But I'm not because as soon as you started to hear that one by one, everybody else was saying guilty. I was like, she is the lone soldier. When Stu Chains went guilty, when he pled guilty, he was like right out the gate guilty. Yeah, it was it was over, though, when he said when he Mm -hmm. said guilty. And I think everybody thought that. And the fact that Meredith and Heather were in New York City with her. And it was being all filmed. Mm-hmm. This this is why this is why the show hasn't come out yet because the show was supposed to be coming out, and they're now saying that it's not coming out like for like another like two or three months because they oh, kept really? yes, yeah, so they kept shooting. So because our when we did that in like April when we did the whole yeah. filming with them, that was supposedly supposed to be their final cast trip, and oh. there were people. I remember there was a couple. Um, well, I hope again anybody else is into trouble, but there were like one or two producers that were there that were like, oh, I'm off this project in like two days because we're like, we're just about wrapping up. Yeah, and there were people, yeah, there are people who were like, oh no, I'm done in a week and that kind of thing. So we, I heard them talking. Okay, being an entertainment person. Gotta get that tea. I will just sit and listen. Like you don't have to yes. ever think because because entertainment people will just talk because I do it all the time myself. But anyways, so just like listening to them and then the, then you're seeing that no, they're still filming. They're still filming. They're still filming. So Bravo knew we had to keep these cameras on Jen. Yeah, for sure. Because this, this shit is going down. And so the day before you have Meredith like posting, posting. yes like you're innocent until proven guilty yeah, and blah blah blah, blah. business kind of things <sighs> jesus and, and attacking it's just her and then the, literally the next day mm-hmm. the next day and the i was like next day uh uh i i was like meredith i'm sure is losing her right now because she is a very passionate person I am disengaging with all of this. And yes. And so for her to be so vulnerable to post something on social media about it, only for it to come back and bite her in the butt. I'm I, sure. Yes. Yeah, then, then that like meshy COVID mask came on, hockey mask where she's disengaging from everybody, bedazzledness, mm-hmm. and she she out. She out. She ain't doing Brooks. Brooks told me you were going to be an issue. And now I know it's true. <laughs> Brooks with his one, one outfit. Wait, now we have two, right? Two oh my outfits? God. That's like stupid. 10 years. That like tab to keep the jacket closed. <laughs> like it's like pop for freshness. Like, yes. it's like what is that tab? I, that's okay. the only thing. I'm like, you literally bought that at Goodwill and then put a tab on it and called it a day. 
you said it, it says Brooks. That makes it that tab makes right, it an right. ugly suit. <laughs> like, okay, but I kind of want one of his jogging. No, suits. no, get yeah. out. Get like, out. I kind no. of like. I would like a charade jogger, and I would like a Brooks Sparks jogger. <laughs> no. like, I will go to Target and buy you a black sweat, like jogging outfit. Well, and here's on it. here's my thought about it: is it's kind of like it's kind of like when you see a guy in a nasty pig hat, and it's kind of like, oh, there's a nasty pig hat. You know what I mean? There, there, there's a gay, there's a gay in the wild. So it's kind of like if you were wearing a Brooks Marks like jogger. You know, you would find your tribe at the airport. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you would find people who are into housewives. You know what I mean? Like that's. Yeah, but the... would you approach them? Would you be like, "I love your jogger." I would sit next to them if it was a Southwest flight. I would sit next to the Brooks Marsh jogger. I'm just saying. <laughs> Even if it was a middle seat, I mean, come on, let's be honest. Yes. No. No. Never a middle seat, because nope. like, I would never have that low of a number. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I will pay for that A priority. Yes, not it's going to be no C. It's forty dollars when you get to no. the gate, boo. Just put the forty dollars no. down and upgrade the seat, the the yeah. ticket to first be- class, also known as A. Get Ugh, it. absolutely. I have become very spoiled, though. That is something this past this past summer. I'm done flying economy for work. I oh. I cannot do it anymore. A status for days. Okay. It's not even a status because the thing is, is like I will do a business select if I'm on a Southwest. I'm not that picky. You know what I mean? But the thing is, is like if it's for work, I want the least amount of stops. So if it's a nonstop flight, oh, if I have to fly something sure. other, if I have to fly something other, because Southwest is just an okay airline. But the thing is, I have lots of points and I have, you know, the credit card and all that kind of shit. And so yeah. it just makes good sense. Um, and me and Anthony, yeah. we had companion fare for a while. And Ooh, that is nice. one of the best things we did one year. Um, we had between animals, between we had the cats after they had passed away and before we were going to get a dog originally and all that. We did a year where like once a month we were visiting some other city that I had never been to because I had I moved wow. to, you know, moved to San Diego from the East Coast. So like, it was like a month of like, go to Seattle, go to Phoenix, go oh, to, Seattle. you know, go to Denver, go to these places that I never had really been able to experience because I was an East Coaster. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why I would like myself a Southwest. But the thing is, is now I am completely like, if I am traveling for work, I need to be a little bit more comfortable. I want to show up and be happy at my gig. And not only that, but I'm a little bit older and I can't be squeezed into a seat and then be expected to go and run around backstage <laughs> and like and be quicker than Time. everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just not happening anymore. So you're, you're a little bit Alexis. You got to get that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a sports car. So <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but it's, it's just a whole thing. But um, anyways, but long story long, I would sit next to the person with a Brooks Marks tracksuit. So that's Again, just I'm gonna go to Target, buy that black jumpsuit, and then iron that on for you. I'm into that, okay? <laughs> like yeah. if I owned a bootleg yeah. Brooks Marks, can you imagine? <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Oh, okay. Bootleg. Okay. We're gonna sideline story again real quickly. And this is, has Ooh. to do with like this whole dance thing. So yes. I have these like blue um like paw shorts that I like bought off of Amazon because I was like looking for like sleepwear, you know? And so I was like looking for like, you know, athletic shorts, that kind of a thing, but something to sleep in. And so when I found these cute ones, well, there's this, this other company around here. I'm totally going to talk out of school right now. And I don't care if he's listening to this then send me some fucking shorts. So 
this guy from one of these gay lines, I'm not going to even give the gay line any press right now because oh, I don't great, even want to. I almost okay. started to name some, so I won't. Yeah, so I'm not going to give this gay line anything. It's not Nasty Pig. It's not N for N or N to N. You know what I mean? So it's, it's anyways. So this experience with these people, they, um, he tells me, like, I have, like, these great pictures. I have a picture that, like, went viral on Twitter and some other shit. You know what I mean? And mm. so, and it's in these shorts. And he was like, oh, those are not the real shorts. <laughs> and I was like. Excuse me? And I, looked, and I just, like, texted back to him. I was like, they paid for themselves. <laughs> like, that's all I said. I was like, I'm done. Like, get off of my back. You're not yeah. sending me a free pair of shorts of swag. I'm not going to advertise your company if you're not going to give me something. So yeah. get out. Get out. Like, please, just leave. So, but anyways. Wow. And that was because I had, like, counterfeit shorts on. But nobody cares because nobody knows about your line, boo-boo. Okay, yeah. anyways. <laughs> um back into it so yes i would wear f- fake brooks marks okay. but i would want to wear that at dinner with jen shaw and send a picture of us together <laughs> to brooks marks i'm just saying with her wearing the same outfit yes okay. what are you who is your favorite from salt lake do you have a fave i love heather heather's my fave yeah she's a good yeah. one she's just so, good people mm-hmm. she's she, she's great she did feel herself a little bit too much at that last reunion. Agreed. And yeah. it's kind of like, this isn't what we, we don't like you for this. Yeah. We like you for who you are, Heather. And when you just speak the truth, it's powerful enough that you don't have to come with all this extra. But she comes at Lisa like nobody's business. Yeah. Oof. Something in Lisa is dark. I am that one. Lisa, mm-hmm. I cannot. I have to disengage from her. Yeah. No, you don't want to do that. For a while, we were like, wait, does she, is this a rental home? Like, there's no furniture in her house. Hi, baby, gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) Like, do you live there or are you renting? Like, I, is this a staged house? I'm wondering. I mean, we found out Jen Shaw was renting. You know what I mean? uh Like, like, that's the thing about these shows is that, like, you got to come correct because it's all going to come out eventually you know yes. what i mean you nobody learned from teresa judice i mean like come on like I mean, housewives I mean, is true crime now you know that's a, that that's a point that we've made on this podcast in the past with teresa judice with erica jane with jen shaw it is now true crime we have now entered into that new place so okay when dallas was canceled were you upset dallas who's yeah. dallas did you didn't, did you care about Dallas, the Dallas Housewives at all? So that just tells oh, me no, right there. See? No, yeah, I don't watch them. Dallas Housewives died when they got rid of Leanne Locken. Mm. Like she she was she was the lifeblood of that show, and they How got many rid of it. Do they even have? They only had like four, and then they got they got axed. Ooh. They're not they they the rumor is is that um they're gonna get picked back up by Peacock. From what I understand, there's like seven other cities in the mix right now. Oh, that are wow. that are that are on like yeah, they're gonna be coming and so because they're splitting new york city into two and oh, so yeah an east and a west new york is that well a north and a south a legacy cast oh and a new cast so the legacy cast will probably go live on peacock and that'll be the ramona the sonia the luann's the the, the old school girls that we want to kind of check in with that are old money mm-hmm. and really not necessarily a 2020 like where are they now 
-hmm. yeah it's that but they've all been still around but the thing is is like they still talk like it's 2013 2012 and it's 2022 and things have changed in the way that you're supposed to talk and your outlook on the world so now and they just um announced that there is one official housewife that they have now announced for the real housewives of new york city um for the new cast so they have a new cast that's coming along and it's going to be more diverse and kind of show this new um what do you call it this new new york you know diverse because the fact that you're in new york city you have no latinas no black girls no you know what i mean like what is going on where is the jewish girl where's a jewish princess like that that kind of a thing and new york is a huge melting pot so you should bank on that Mm -hmm. so yeah there's a new housewife in new york city her name is lizzie savetsky and she's an influencer and she's the first member of the new reboot that they're doing so they're saying so it's like season 13 of roni was just like really really bad and so it was during covid and new york city was is really part of the lifeblood of the housewives of new york like you need new york city to be part of it it's it's the most important city out of all the franchises you know what i mean beverly hills probably in second because of just they were out and about. They're in the streets. These women are fucking around. They're dating. And that's one of the things about the New York Housewives that I love is that they're hoes, but in a good way. Like in these the women, mm-hmm. yeah, these women are getting dick. And like yeah. they, I appreciate that. 50 and 60 year old women are not dead. So give them their dicks. No, I'm just yes. <laughs> They probably want them more now than ever. Well, exactly. Now they know what they're doing. So it's all that sort of thing. So yeah, it's this new girl. She's coming in. um, But they're saying this is going to be a multicultural, diverse, energetic, you know, cast that's out of like, you know, out of this big city. And so Andy Cohen is just like all excited because they're gonna be doing different races and religions and backgrounds this time. Finally. Mm -hmm. So we'll see where this all goes. But I am I'm a New York City stand They're They're my favorite franchise out of all the housewives do you think that's because you're an east coaster you can relate to them more a little bit of that a little bit of like i think like when it first came out too i was like living in new york so it just felt like part of that and like you know you would open up page six and you'd read about what sonia morgan was doing at her townhouse you know and those kind of things and so you know new york city has a brand of celebrity that's just a celebrity in new york you know what i mean like society and that kind of thing and so i think it was part of that but plus they're just fucking funny that's the thing about the new york yeah. housewives is that they actually you know they're people that you would want to go to a dinner with and just be entertained and have a martini and just kind of keep it going you know okay. never travel to a second location but at least a quick dinner is fun okay you guys we have like let this conversation keep on going it feels like we're not even talking with on camera or anything (laughs) so real quickly before we go i need you to give everybody a bald and bingeable recommendation what is something that everybody right now needs to be consuming whether it be television movies music food whatever i think this tv show i was talking about earlier we hear um I, I think everybody should watch it. It's on HBO Max. It's called We're Here. We mm-hmm. are here. And um, I have cried every episode because <laughs> the stories and the struggle that people go through, we need to learn to be kinder. We need to be more open. We need to be family with those that are in need or aren't in need, but just need somebody to be there. Um, I think everybody should watch that show because it is life changing with how much people need people. It's super positive. One of um, Emmy 
Emmy nominee, a friend of a friend of the pod who needs to come on, Jeffrey Marks, uh, that we know. He's um, I met him a few months ago here in San Diego, and he's actually a casting agent oh. producer for that show. And so, oh really, gosh. really good guy. Yeah, he he's was working for Love on the Spectrum, and now he's Emmy nominated for that. And so, I also love Love on the Spectrum. It's a great show. Yeah. Feel good show as well. Completely. Oh, real quickly, got a sideline before I ask yes. you your crush. I forgot to ask you this: our pop culture fraud situation. <laughs> I need you to tell us a piece of pop culture, whether it be art, social media, television, music, that you don't get it, but you've pretended to like it, or that you've never seen, but you act like you're part of the conversation. <laughs> anime oh really Boom. <laughs> yes i don't i am not i mean i think it's beautiful i think it's great there's like 18 people who just now threw their phones yeah they just okay thanks bye <laughs> um I, it just i don't i tried watching like avatar mm -hmm. i think it's great i think it's fun i just can't get into it mm -hmm. as much it is I understand that anime is it, you have to get over like the hump. Maybe have you watched okay. um, any of the studio uh, Ghibli? I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Ghibli studio Ghibli, yeah. like like uh, oh my god! Now it's gonna think like Princess Minoki. You've never watched any of those? No. Okay, so that's maybe something that might be an in for you. Okay. Um. And as I'm saying this to you, I just want to like really, really quickly like look up exactly what I'm thinking of because I know a lot of people like throwing their their phones. I know. See, I have multiple things like that because mm -hmm. I am not like, and a lot of these are based on like comic books and stuff, and I'm not a big comic book fan. So that's See, why. well, that's why Spirited Away. You've never watched that, have you? No, nope, but I've heard of it. I okay. have heard of it. That might be accessible to you if you do like a Spirited Away. Mm -hmm. because it's just like a once a, a one of and then there's another one so there's like castle in the sky and there's a couple like really really like crazy crazy ones but um cool. yeah but if you like watch these and they um i'm trying to right now think of exactly what it is called and so how's moving castle you know and like you have like actresses like um carol burnett oh and yeah and like Cloris Leachman like oh, doing the voices of some of these characters so that's why the studio Ghibli that you can find on like HBO Max okay. might might be it's so like it's soft entrance into anime anime because they got mixed up with Disney oh, oh. and so okay. Disney kind of made some other things they changed a little the storylines from some of the, like the original like kind of like feel but the thing is is so so some people will find that very controversial i said that's where you can like start but there's like there is some like good anime out there i think the very first like anime i ever watched was i like, was in high school and my cousin michael was in the navy and he was super into things and he um he uh what do you call it um he was really into like Dungeons and Dragons and all that kind of thing. And so he got into anime because he was stationed in Japan for a little while. Oh, yeah. And so, and he started sending these videos home to my cousin who watched like one like princess anime story and fell in love with it. It was called Fushugi Yugi. Oh, 
And so, and it was like this great story that we would like, it was like one of the first things I remember like binging and staying up to like four o'clock in the morning with my parents, not knowing that I was like listening to the TV with headphones on, like, and I'm not a huge anime person, but there are some accessible animes out there. And so, yeah. And you can do like anime light with like Pokemon and shit like that. Um, (laughs) Anime light. I love how there's a light version Mm -hmm. of it. See, I even tried to watch pokemon because that's on streaming somewhere Mm -hmm. on probably pokemon app and i tried watching that and i was like it's cute over it next um sailor moon same thing Mm -hmm. cool cool cool. like it just their investment appreciate it yeah i appreciate Mm -hmm. it i think it's beautiful i will sit there Mm, it's not for me understandable okay now my final thing I might ask you is, do you have a crush this week? It can be a person, place, or a thing, or an idea. Hmm. Yes, Charlie Puth. Oh, really? Yes, I follow his TikTok mm-hmm. and uh, his social media, and I just find him so talented and quirky that yeah, I am crushing real hard. I love that. Do you know who I actually was looking at video of the other day? Um, Cause he was like performing at some nightclub and he was like fake twerking or some shit. And he's just so damn cute when you, when he's not with all the shit and it's bad bunny. Hmm. Do you know bad bunny? Mm-mm. The Puerto Rican like music slash rapper, whatever he's, he's like he's got like a little bit of a lady gaga aesthetic because he just like wears whatever he wants he wears skirts he wears dresses he wears pigtails that kind of a thing but he is so freaking adorable oh okay okay are you looking at him yes yes so bad bunny he's like such a crush right now so and i think it's just because somebody sent me some like random video of him but totally cute totally weird you know, like he like puts on these like weird costumes, like when he's like dressed like a son and shit. Yeah. And so he's so weird. Yeah. I love him. Okay. So there is our show for today. Yay. Everybody, thank you so much, JD, for coming thank on you. today. It was so fun. I would really appreciate this. So you guys check out SAS Chat Podcast everywhere you guys listen to podcasts. Yes. You guys will find all the other notes inside of our uh, description today. It was an album description. Like there's an album liner notes. <laughs> on our here. laser deck. <laughs> yes. Dick. Okay. Oh, laser dick. Yeah. Wow, this took a turn. I'm it here really for did. It. I'm here for it. Okay. So, you guys, thank you so much for joining us, and good night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level.